Welcome to the Actuaries in the Wild podcast. I started this podcast because I believe that actuaries are more than just your stereotypical number cruncher that sits at a computer all day. Many of us have endeavors that go beyond the traditional actuarial realm. My goal is to meet those actuaries who have ventured from their desks to explore their passions. It's time to meet the actuaries in the wild. Today's actuary in the wild is Kim Stoddard. Welcome, Kim. Thank you for having me. Most of the people I've had on this show started out as an actuary, but you didn't. So I'm going to change things up a little bit. Usually I start by finding out why you decided to become an actuary, but I'm going to, going to wait for that a little bit. We'll start out with what makes you an actuary in the wild. You're a volleyball coach at Scarborough High School in Scarborough, Maine. Tell us why you decided to become a volleyball coach. Yeah, at first it sounded like something fun to do outside of work. I love the sport of volleyball and I've always enjoyed playing it. And I played volleyball and softball in high school. Um, and the reason I started to coach was the coaches I had in high school were, you know, had a big impact on my life, both positive and negative. And I thought maybe I could be a positive influence in some high schoolers' lives. And I think I've been that, you know, for the past 14 years. So, uh, you, so you've been coaching for 14 years. You've been the head coach at Scarborough for five years. Other than the 2020 season, which was uh, canceled, you've been to at least the state semifinals each year, including a state championship last season. What has been the key to your success? Yeah, the first key to success is building a culture for success. And it's not just about winning in the gym because then it's too cutthroat competitive. Right. Um, the first key is building culture where everyone feels comfortable competing in the gym. And that's about, you know, being themselves in the gym um, and being encouraged and supported to make mistakes because nobody gets better by just playing it safe. So taking risks. Um, so as an actuary, you know, being risk averse, right. Sometimes um, it's interesting to talk about taking risks and encouraging that. Um, but that's you. That's the only way of improving your volleyball skills. And we need to make sure that um, the kids feel comfortable doing that. They're encouraged to do it um, and celebrating those successes when they get them. Um, and it's not always about, you know, the result of the skill. It's about um, the incremental changes and improvements. Um, and every person in the gym um, buys into that. And that's something we talk a lot about. And it starts with coaches actions, but then it's um, getting the older kids to buy in, um, supporting the younger kids. Um, and so culture is kind of the biggest thing. And then winning kind of comes out of doing things the right way. So it was actually your volleyball coaching that led to your first actuarial job. Yes, it was. Um, yeah, it's all about who you know, right? And networking. Um, I was, I used to coach for a club as well as high school. Um, so I met um, a Scarborough dad whose daughter I was coaching when she was in eighth grade. We were just chatting at a tournament about careers. Um, and so I mentioned I had taken an actuarial exam, um, was interested in pursuing that. And so he mentioned that there was an opening for a student position at his company, Disability RMS. Um, so I applied, got the job, and here I am almost 10 years later. Yeah. So tell viewers a little bit more about your actual career. Uh, what did you do when you first started at DRMS, and what are you doing now? Yep, I started off with just one exam, no internship experience, so they kind of took a chance on me at the time. Um, and when I started off at Disability RMS, it was 
they offer reinsurance services for group disability and group life. So I did a little bit of everything. I didn't follow a traditional student program with rotations, um, but I got a exposure to a lot of different types um, of actuarial work. I did experience studies, valuation, pricing work, and um, worked with clients quite a bit. Um, now I made the change and I work for Sun Life, which owns Disability RMS, now called right. Full Scope. Um, so uh, now I work on supplemental health pricing. Okay. So I know we're going to switch back to volleyball a little bit here. Uh, and I know that many people know what volleyball is. I, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that may play uh, sand volleyball or beach volleyball or what do you want to call it, or maybe just play a volleyball in, in their uh, backyards. Uh, but there are times when I'm at, at a game, I, you know, I've been to a lot of volleyball games myself, and, and I would say I don't understand all of the rules. Can you talk a, a little bit about some of the basics of volleyball and, and some that some fans may not understand? Yeah. Yep. Volleyball can be kind of a nuanced sport. Um, and some of the calls that referees make are called judgment calls. So it's up to the referee to use their judgment um, to make a call. And one of the most common confusing rules is when a double contact is called. Um, and that means that the player just didn't touch the ball um simultaneously with both hands and usually that's when the setter is going to set so you'll see them you know hands setting above their forehead like this um, and mm -hmm. a lot of times they'll call the double contact when it looks like it touches the hands two different times i see and just to add a little more complexity to that rule um the first contact on your side of the net cannot be called the double contact because um, it's one attempt to play the ball so just adding a little bit more confusion to it um, and that's usually the rule that causes the most angst amongst people in the stands. And I know there's other rules like, I mean, you, you have to rotate the, the players, uh, you know, af after every side out. And then, uh, but there's certain rules about uh, where a player in the back row can, can uh, hit the ball and things like that too, which uh, can sometimes be confusing. Yeah, one of the most common questions I get from people new to the sport is, why is that person wearing a different colored jersey? Yeah. Um, and so the NCAA tournament, um, D1 tournament is on right now, and it's on ESPN, which is awesome. Highly recommend watching it if you get a chance. Um, but that's one of the most common questions I get is, why is that person wearing a different colored jersey? And they're called the libero. They're a, usually a defensive specialist, um, one of the t the team's best defenders. Um, best passer, and they can only play in the back row. Regular substitution rules don't apply to them, so they just can run on and off the court. Um, it has to be behind the 10-foot line or 3-meter line, um, and so they're restricted in a little bit of what they can do, um, but yeah, that's one of the more confusing positions to yeah. explain as well. So, uh when we talked a little bit before, you you talked about uh, a little bit of uh, the coaching versus being an actuary. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. So what have been your biggest challenges uh, coaching uh, and then also uh, while you're coaching and working as an actuary at the same time? Um, yeah, it's the biggest challenge between balancing just coaching and being an actuary is time management. Um, the season it only lasts a couple months mid-august to the end of october um but i am 
it's two full-time jobs right. <laughs> at that point. Um, so it's just making sure that when I'm working, I'm focused on working. And when I'm doing volleyball stuff, I'm focused on that. Um, and I, people tend not to see me very often. My family comes to games to be able to right. <laughs> say hi to me um, because I spend so much time in the gym. Um, so time management is the toughest. Um, but when it comes to um, how do I balance that? Everyone at Sun Life has been so supportive of my need to leave early or um, for, you know, taking a bus to an away game um, and working with my schedule and just is in everyone's genuinely interested in how the team does. Um, so the support I've received at work is amazing. Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't put a shout out to my two assistant coaches um, who also make the coaching part much, much easier. Um, they, they really help push me out of my comfort zone when it comes yeah. to coaching and strategies, but they're also very supportive and take on a lot of the load when it comes to team stuff. So uh, additionally, uh, being a coach and being an actuary, there's some skills that uh, you can you can learn from one to the other. One of the things that I was thinking about this morning, you know, part of being an actuary in the wild is doing things outside of uh, outside of actual work. But there's a lot of skills that we can learn about doing things outside of the actual work that we can take back to our jobs, but also vice versa. What are some some of those things that you see as overlaps in a skill set? The biggest one is how to develop people in building relationships. Um, building relationships is really important in both of those roles. Um, as a coach, getting the kids to buy into what we're trying to do is probably the, the biggest challenge because, you know, you have 30 kids in your program and you're trying to get everyone to work together for a common goal, but it's, you know, 30 people with 30 different personalities, right. opinions. Um, so it's it's coming up with a plan to help guide them in the direction we're going because I'm all about giving them the skills to be able to make decisions on their own. And that's how I approach um, people at work too, is I, I don't want to always tell the answer. I mean, if someone is stuck, then of course I'll step right. in and help there. Um, but my job as a coach is to give the skills and the confidence to be able to go and play on the court themselves because during a game, like I'm not on the court with them. I'm standing on the sidelines and I want them looking to each other. I don't want them looking to me for guidance. I want them to feel confident that they have the skills they need. And this is the varsity level I'm talking about. Right. Um, they have the skills, the confidence, um, and the tools they need to go out and compete and be successful. Um, and I'll step in if I notice patterns of things we're struggling with or stuff like that. Um, but I really want them to to take on take on the team leadership themselves. Right. Yeah, I, I think the, the development can be no matter can be something that you can work on no matter what it is as, as a as a coach and you really you really are a coach at work too when when you're managing your team too yeah so uh you mentioned your coworker that uh had a kid on the team or or it was a future coworker but uh, uh do you ever have any of your other coworkers come to the games 
Yeah, um, even though his daughter graduated, Michael still comes to games. I saw him at our semifinals. A couple other former Full Scope colleagues have come. Um, and a few years ago, the president of DRMS had come to one of our games just because it was fun and it was exciting. Um, and that was one of our more memorable wins in a semifinal match um, right before we won a state championship before I took over as head coach. Um, so yeah, it's it's really cool and people will you know ask how the team did after big games. Um, and one of the coolest things was when I started in my current role back in March, um, my manager at the time um, invited me to speak about my team state championship season. Um, so I actually got to present during our staff meeting um, and share some pictures and video and stuff like that. So that was really fun. Yeah, it's it's good to, that uh, you get supported at work. That it's not something where uh, where they just see this as an extra burden. That you actually have support to be able to to pursue uh, pursue other endeavors, uh, and that your your company is able to support that too. Yeah, yep. I've been very fortunate over the past ten years. So uh, I'm going to ask you this question because uh, you've you won a state championship. I know you you've had other very successful seasons, but you also got your FSA. What has what was a bigger accomplishment? Oh, that's easy. Yep, state championship, hands down, <laughs> the bigger accomplishment. Um, and that state championship match was by far the most stressful thing I've ever done. Like FSA exams pale in comparison <laughs> to those two hours. Um, but it was also the state championship was also easy from the perspective of I had complete confidence in the kids. Mm -hmm. I know we had done as much as we needed to, to prepare for that match, but, um, but yet winning the state championship by far, um, the FSA is nice, obviously. Um, and I am certainly glad to be done with exams because coaching, taking exams and working, um, was a lot to juggle for a while. Um, but just, it still gives me chills to remember that state championship win. And I actually have the newspaper article framed behind my desk. Yeah. Um, it's because the, I am so proud of those kids and that I am definitely most proud of that accomplishment. Yeah. I mean, I'd say that that one is, is more probably a team win where your FSA that, that was just you, but you, the, the state championship, that's where you, you had to rely on others to do that too. So it's a team win. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I was named state volleyball coach of the year for that season, but to me, that's more of a reflection of the, the kids than the coach because to me, the coach should never be the center of attention when it comes to matches. Um, and I don't think I was, I was, a cheerleader on the sidelines yeah. during that match. And, you know, I could take timeouts when I saw them getting flustered and it was all about managing emotions at that point. Um, because I know, I know they had the skills to go and do it and, and we did it. Um, so it's just, you yeah, know, helping them believe in themselves. Well, Kim, I appreciate uh, your time. This was, this was very interesting learning about, uh, learning about your, uh, track on volleyball and, and how, how you got there and how that led to your actuarial job and, and how you've balanced the two. So I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks, Jeremy. I love talking about this topic. Anyone who has been in meetings with me knows that um, I could 
keep going on. So I really appreciate this opportunity to share it with everybody else. Well, thank you for being my guest on Actuaries in the Wild. Thanks. If you're an actuary or know an actuary who's ventured out into the wild, contact me so we can share your story. You can find Actuaries in the Wild on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Thank you for joining us and see you next time on Actuaries in the Wild.